0: The aftermath of Traditionus Custodis has featured the bishops of the church sweeping many traditional Latin Mass communities into the dustbin, with many parishes of the faithful being combined and sent to the peripheries of the dioceses they reside in. Hoping to halt the growth of the traditional faith and contain what remains until such a time as the traditional faith can be ended by Rome. And still, in many other dioceses, all Latin masses have just been ended without fanfare. While this has happened, numerous reports of various groups of religious men and women have come in, with apostolic visitations from Rome to traditional religious communities being reported. The historic results of such visits, since literally Benedict's papacy, because this happened under him as well, and especially in Francis's reign, have been clear, with many such groups dedicated to the traditional faith getting suppressed and ended. Last week I reported on this happening to a group of discalced Carmelites in America, at least the first step of it, with the visitation. Today I have a response from a group of Modernism and Vatican II loving Carmelites who are celebrating this and quietly chastising Vigano for speaking in the defense of the nuns in question. So let's have a look at this truly bizarre story because while that has happened, other details about the Vatican's campaign against traditional Catholicism have emerged. One of the strangest things Francis the Merciful has said in all of this recently was something he told to Father Spadaro, one of the Main figures at La Civilita Cattolica in Rome, and yes, Father Spadaro is a Jesuit, because of course. Francis told him that he didn't understand this love of all things pre-Vatican II by increasing numbers of young Catholics. In an article on the subject, that is, he recounts it this way, Pope Francis told Father Spadaro he wonders why some young people who are not raised with the old Latin Mass nevertheless prefer it. And I ask myself, why so much rigidity? Dig, dig, this rigidity always hides something, insecurity, or even something else. Rigidity is defensive. True love is not rigid. End quote. They're really worried about the future of modernism in the church when increasing numbers of young Catholics with large families are attempting to live as Catholics always did, and they're attempting to believe as Catholics always did, and to worship as Catholics always did, before the dark times, before the modernists. This is something Diane Montagna spoke about at the recent Catholic Identity Conference. A poignant remark was made by the Catholic reporter on this when she said, quote, At this meeting, Miss Montagna says, one cardinal said, We need to get the bottom of this, of why these young people are attracted to the traditional Latin Mass. And he explained that many of them have psychological and sociological problems. This was before the TLM survey was sent to the bishops. End quote. We know that they detest the traditions of our faith, yet they profess to be of the same creed as you and I. It's very strange, and it results in their waging a quiet campaign to stamp out all vestiges of the pre-modernist council faith. To be clear, Diane Montagna broke the major story that the plan to annihilate the traditional mass was crafted well before the survey was sent to the bishops, asking about their opinions and experiences with the traditional liturgy in their dioceses, over 18 months before Traditionis Custodis. And remember... Many bishops responded publicly later to Traditionis Custodis in its accompanying letter, saying that they never received any such survey, which begs a lot of questions, but clearly the antipathy towards what our forebears would have recognized as a faith is very real, and has led to the Vatican taking swift action against all organizations in the Church that preserve the faith. This manifested itself recently in the Vatican's campaign against cloistered religious, the nuns who pray for the salvation of souls nearly constantly. Apparently, no greater example of rigidity and evil exists in the Church in the minds of the supposed shepherds who run things at the moment. At the core of the Vatican's campaign against cloister religious is this works-based gospel that has been en vogue in the Church since the Second Vatican Council, as the YouTube channel Restoring the Faith said on Twitter during this mess, quote, This is why the Vatican siege on contemplative cloisters is so outrageous. In new church, doing is superior to praying. New church views contemplative as a waste, End quote. The contemplative life is viewed as inferior to the life of action of works. Works are seen as superior to prayer, and you can see it in the changes to the breviary or the little office of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which shorten the duties of prayer and the greater emphasis on religious going out and making a mess of things. To borrow a phrase from the Paca Papa, at the heart of it is a dismissal of what religious do for the church and for the world—the sacrifice of living lives filled with the joys of the world offered as a sacrifice for the world and for the church in their prayers, and yes, in their works, for the salvation of souls. Again, it all comes back to the salvation of souls, the highest law of the church. But if we live in an age where the works-based gospel preaches the message of daring to hope that all men are saved, then the necessity of cloistered religious comes into serious question. To that end, I have a letter from a group of cloistered Carmelites who are a big fan of Vatican II and of apparently receiving apostolic visitations from Rome. And who think Vigano and, by extension, all of us, are wrong to think that traditional religious organizations being annihilated by Rome is a bad thing. I have their full letter here for you. It isn't terribly long, so don't worry about it. This is something to important to hear because we should know what the other side thinks. The response to Vigano comes from some Carmelites based out of New Jersey. Here they are in their own words. Quote, Open letter to Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano concerning cloistered contemplative nuns. Reverend Monsignor, Praise be Jesus Christ. On October 1, 2021, the Feast of Saint Therese of Lisieux, a Discalced Carmelite nun and great mind of the Church, you published a statement denouncing the treatment of cloistered contemplatives by Pope Francis. Your statement has so far it appeared on Stilium Cure and Non Veni Pacem. In your statement, you inveigh against the visitation of cloistered contemplative nuns ordered by Cardinal Xabraz de Aviz and Archbishop José Rodríguez Carballo. The statement appeared on Nonveni Pacham under the heading Fairfield Carmelite Interrogations Concluded, Archbishop Vigano Issues Statement in Defense of Women's Monasteries of Contemplative Life. And in it, you refer to, quote, the apostolic visitations that the Congregation for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life is carrying out in various convents of contemplative women religious in the united states and quote articles concerning the fairfield visitation have appeared on various websites including non veni pacem LifeSide news gloria tv father z free republic.com and catholicculture.org among others in your statement you wrote quote, behind this purging operation like everything that distinguishes the work of the bergolian church there is a hatred and an iconoclastic fury towards the communities of contemplative life, and in a particular way against those tied to tradition and the ancient rite. This hatred has become commonplace with the infamous instruction Cor Orons and its cruel and merciless application." Quote. You also write, quote, I understand well how difficult it is, in the face of the twisting of ecclesiastical authority, to combine one solemn vow of obedience, to one superiors with the evidence of the evil purposes they pursue, and how painful it is to have to resist those who should be exercising authority in the name of our Lord. End quote. Monsignor, you are obviously not familiar with the writings of St. Therese of Jesus, who founded the Order of Dis- Discalced Carmelites in 1562. In the Book of Life, she writes, quote, Some persons came to me with great fear to tell me we were in trouble, and that it could happen that others might accuse me of something and report me to the inquisitors. This amused me and made me laugh, for I had never had any fear of such a possibility. If any one were to see that I went against the slightest ceremony of the church in a matter of faith, I myself knew well that I would die a thousand deaths for the faith or for any truth of sacred scripture. And I said they shouldn't be afraid about these possible accusations that it would be pretty bad for my soul if there was something in it of the sort that I should have to fear the Inquisition, that I thought that if I had said something to fear, I'd go myself seek out the Inquisitors, and, and that if I were accused, the Lord would free me, quote. If St. Teresa laughed at the thought of being investigated by them, who were not known for the respect towards the persons they investigated, then her daughters could have no reason to fear an investigation by the Church. But those who do... What is true come to light, so that it may clearly seem that their deeds have been in God. See the Gospel of, see the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 21. You also denounced Cor Orans, the instruction issued by the Congregation for the Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life to establish the norms for applying Pope Francis's apostolic constitution, Vultum de Cata de. In, the, in the March and July 2021 editions of Omegas, the newsletter of the St. Joseph's Association of American Carmel's, There appeared several articles written by various Carmelite nuns concerning core Orons, and especially the norms presently regulating canonical visitations. The opinions expressed by the Carmelite nuns are overwhelmingly positive. You can read these articles on my community's website. On the homepage of that website, you also find the link to our statement of support for Pope Francis. In your statement, you write about the persecution of traditional cloistered nuns. However, as someone wrote, when people speak of quote-unquote tradition, they mean things that were 75 years ago. But tradition goes back millennia. Vatican II said to return to the sources. That is what we have tried to do in my order, the discalced Carmelites. We return to what St. Teresa wrote and how she intended her sons and daughters to live. In my Carmel, we wear the full habit, sandals included. We keep the full enclosure and only go out for necessary visits, and absolutely necessary business, and we have the full monastic schedule with two hours of prayer and two hours of recreation. We consider ourselves totally traditional, even if we don't have the liturgy in Latin or the extraordinary form of the Mass, except when we have a visit from an FSSP priest or a priest of the Institute of Christ the King. We are glad to be fully traditional and fully faithful to the Holy Father and to the prescriptions of Vatican II. You deplore the treatment meted out to cloistered contemplative nuns by the present Holy Father and His delegates but there are some 6,000 cloistered contemplative nuns around the world, in various congregations and orders. How many of these nuns share your opinions about the way they are treated? I do not know for how many nuns you speak for, but here at Flemington, New Jersey, there is one community which does not share your views. We are all weak and we are sinners. We have been blessed by God's mercy and grace. But we here in Flemington rejoice to give this witness to our gratitude to God for the blessings and graces we have received through Pope Francis and his delegates. Reverend Monsignor, though I do not share your opinions, I gladly assure you of the prayers of my community for you and your ministry. May our Lord bless you and draw you ever closer to Himself. In Jesus and Mary, Saint Gabriella, of the Inca- Sister Gabriella of the Incarnation, OCD, etc., etc. End quote. <laughs> I absolutely love that. It's quite something to see a group of religious who seem to have no consideration whatsoever. For entire cloistered communities getting annihilated on the whims of the modernists, we're clearly at this point trying desperately to sweep all vestiges of the pre-Vatican Church away. I think my favorite part of that was her bragging that there were a whopping 6,000 nuns around the world. I'm not sure where she gets that number from. Maybe she's referring to just members of the Carmelites. But wow, what a state of occasions a religious must be in when that number is worth bragging about. As of 2014, in the United States, there are approximately 50,000 nuns in the Church. Total. I'm not sure how many around the world total, but really not all that many. And the numbers continue to shrink in the springtime of the church of the new advent Viganò's point in his letter was completely missed by the nuns but that's okay we can all pray that they come to a true love of tradition and the needed understanding of the state of the church so that they can become truly strong warriors for the church in their prayers and in their works but i think my favorite thing in the letter was the implication that either saint therese or saint Teresa would be supporters of the modernism we've seen in the church at the highest levels of authority for the past several decades or, and especially, of this reign of Francis the Merciful. That's quite something to think about, and it makes me wonder if the nuns in question are actually familiar with either of the women they cite as examples. It is worth noting here that the vocations continue to slide in the church, everywhere except among traditional communities and in traditional parishes. But it's also worth noting that while those places have better vocations numbers than in the rest of the church, the numbers are still not all that great. If we want more traditional priests, if we want more traditional religious, we must ourselves defend those whom we have already. We must live better lives as Catholics. We must seek out sanctity. And not only talk about these things, but also do it ourselves. We must not only talk the talk, but also walk the walk, so to speak. It's really that simple. We must become better Catholics. You've got to support your parish and your traditional clergy and religious, for the modernists are striking back, and they're on the offensive. And now is the time to stand up for the faith. Those are my thoughts on this today. Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.